We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Holly Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson and I'm Liz Ball. And here's me talking because I get nervous every time Liz stops saying her name. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be our whole intro. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. Thanks for joining us this evening. <laughs> I was we gonna, wanted I was, to do a news think, intro. I was trying to think news of what our news channel would be called. H-O-E evening news. <laughs> H-O-E 24-7. Yeah. H-O-E 420. <laughs> 69. Uh, how do we even start this conversation? Mm. Obviously, the news of Roe versus Wade came out on friday when our last episode came out um and we can't not talk about this Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to be talking about the first half of this episode is um less about how angry and sad we are and more about resources that we can provide all of you with Mm -hmm. um so just i'm just going to give some citations at the top of this so people can also look into these sources and mm-hmm. then we can just dive into it cool uh but the citations we're using today are amanda howell health um on instagram i <laughs> i got a lot of info from aoc's instagram too um at f org on instagram um that's e-f-f-o-r-g washington post if when how on instagram and i cannot recommend this enough it's called new handbook for a post row america by robin marty i downloaded that through seven stories online um it, it was free when i got it they might have made it free again um but it has so much useful information i i highly recommend getting it especially if you live in like um one of the trigger ban states if you live in a red state just equip yourself with this um 
but yeah, let's let's get started. Cool. Yeah, I know that um, a lot of people that listen are not in the U.S., but um, I think that it's important to know what's going on anyway. I've had a lot of texts from people that live in other countries, like, "What is going on down there?" Like, girl, girl, I don't know. Yeah, nobody really, nobody really knows. Um, y'all, I, Liz was just like, "We're not going to be talking about how angry this makes us," but y'all know how we feel about yeah. this. Um, we're pretty clear on it. There. I, there's not a whole lot to be said. I'm really angry. Liz is really angry. It, the people who listen to this podcast are probably also very angry. So I didn't want to make too much of an echo chamber because it just would have been like preaching to the choir. Obviously, yeah. we could go on forever. <laughs> I I do want to talk about some of the things I'm con- I'm concerned about. Yeah. Um. Me too. I'm worried about the amount of people pregnant people who will end up um dying by suicide and also partners who kill i was just their about pregnant partner because they don't want a child yeah we're like that isn't part of the conversation enough yeah how violent some people will like people will go to any lengths to not have a kid mm-hmm. and if they're in an, in a, an abusive household that is like a very like that's a risk that could actually happen um the whole idea of like not there was a a nurse on tiktok that was talking about um somebody that was in one of the trigger states she didn't say which state because she didn't want to put this person in an uncomfortable or like she didn't want to out this person this nurse was saying that um someone came into the abortion clinic uh like that night on Friday after Roe versus Wade was overturned and she had an ectopic pregnancy and her stomach filled up her she was filled with like something like 300 cc's of blood by the time they were actually able to help her with anything like she could have died oh my god but like they had a lawyer there trying to figure out like what was possible and like the fact that there aren't any sort of the the fact that it's a thing in general is fucked then the added layer is that there isn't any like except for ectopic except for like miscarriages that yeah if you don't get the the baby out of you you could die so yeah you could get you could die from like sepsis Mm -hmm. there are so many things that could go wrong and like a reasonable person like even if you are um anti-choice reasonable people still understand that there are circumstances that are like going to be life-threatening to the person carrying the child so I think a you know a normal like right-wing person sure maybe they're anti-choice and they don't believe in abortion with the contingency that they also believe that something like an ectopic pregnancy or like a serious medical risk should be grounds for allowing that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's not black and white no but um we're not the gop is not led by reasonable people no no, and they're they're led by evangelicals and i mean like the people that are on the supreme court that like lied under oath that they wouldn't overturn roe versus wade when they were being you know sworn in to being a supreme court justice should lose their seat for lying under oath Mm a B, if you're pro-life, you you need to wake up (laughs) because, like, this isn't about a mom's health. This isn't about a baby's health. It's none of that. If they cared about any of that, there would be 
like universal health care, universal child care. There would be a bunch of things in place to like actually protect lives once they were happening. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said something like, we're going to make sure that kids are as safe in the womb as they are in the classroom, which is the They're most fucking not, yeah. shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Girl, you mean where they get shot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do you mean where they're kept in cages? Yeah. Which one is it, Sarah? Yeah. It's just like, there's, there are so many things. This government doesn't do anything to protect children. Are you fucking kidding me? They don't. Just fund the military and police. It's all a part of, we're all just pawns in their game. And for people to be like. Which is so fucking annoying because they just don't do what majority of the people even want. Yeah. Right. Um, not, I am going to put on my tinfoil hat here. I think that they're trying to incite a civil war because we're like very obviously in a recession mm. and the fastest way out of recession is with war. So that's what I believe. Damn. That, <laughs> that is, I mean, you, I, everything is always part of a bigger thing. So you, you never know. <laughs> it's everything that's happening right now is really scary. I saw something online. I don't know if, it was I, I didn't confirm it myself, but that HIPAA was a part of Roe versus Wade, how Roe versus Wade was written. HIPAA, like the protection of your privacy, like your medical privacy is part of Roe versus Wade. And it might have been like codified in different ways, but that was something that was written in Roe versus Wade. So it's like I don't think that people realize how much is going to start tumbling down after yeah, all this. My fear is extends beyond just like the right to choose Mm -hmm. it if this happens so many worse things are going to come as a result of allowing this to happen yeah let's talk about the development of a fetus so the first stage is a zygote the second stage is a blastocyst the third stage is embryo and fourth stage is when it's finally a fetus and that's 10 or more weeks um the words baby child or infant are not words that are used to describe egg development um and those are just inflammatory inflammatory words used to elicit an angry or upset response um but that is not like scientifically accurate saying Mm -hmm. baby child infant yeah it's literally not a, a fetus until 10 or more weeks yeah that's important yeah there was um little insert here there was like a how people are describing fetuses rights are the same way that people define cancer like it being alive it being like a clump of cells Mm -hmm. you know it being xyz whatever you're growing it in your body and it's like and not saying that kids are cancer but it's like that's they're cherry picking yeah what they choose to call what which goes along with the inflammatory words that they're using to like weaponize yeah well and And, i i mean like regardless of your moral beliefs like there is a point where it's not it's just not scientifically accurate Mm -hmm. and like you can't even claim a an unborn fetus as a dependent on your taxes because the government doesn't recognize that as a actual child so it doesn't serve them at that point yeah it's just a lot of conflicting stuff at that point but um yeah 10 10 or more weeks is when you can consider the i don't know 
the egg <laughs> becomes a fetus. Data from 2019 says that 43% of abortions happen in the first six weeks of pregnancy. 36% of abortions happen um, between weeks six and nine. And 13% of abortions happen um, between weeks 9 and 13, which is the end of the first trimester. And only 8% of abortions happen after the first trimester and almost always are due to an extreme risk, which is, you know, like the fetus dying or the person who's pregnant with the fetus dying. So yeah, it's so for health reasons. Yeah, like an ectopic pregnancy, sepsis, mm-hmm. one of so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for... One of the wealthiest countries in the world, we have um, one of the highest uh, mortality mortality rates rates among people who give birth. So that's pretty horrendous. But let's talk about what abortion actually is. So it is the removal of pregnancy tissue, products of conception, or the fetus and placenta from the uterus. Um, So that's like a pretty broad description um a naturally occurring miscarriage is considered a spontaneous abortion which is a legitimate medical term um so some things that can go there are some other definitions uh complete abortion um is all of the products like the tissue of conception leave the body an incomplete abortion only some of the products of conception leave the body. An inevitable abortion um, means symptoms cannot be stopped and a miscarriage will happen. Infected or septic abortion, the lining of the womb, aka uterus, and any remaining products of conception become infected. A missed abortion is the pregnancy is lost and the products of of conception do not leave the body. Um, and miscarriage and miscarriage management has always been abortion and abortion care. So it's time we use the right and correct terminology. Now we're going to get into, um, how do you even like describe this part? Like methods? <laughs> like well, resources? Um, some resources for ordering abortion pills online. Yeah. And then uh, after this, we have a shit ton of privacy and safety precautions to take. Um, because I know that we do have listeners in red states where they are going to need to be prepared. So I just put everything in one place for us. Yep. Because there's so much information flying around everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mispronounce some of these. Um, but <laughs> you'll know what I'm trying to say. Just bear with me here. Um, you can order abortion pills online. Plan C pills are, um, mifepristone. And misoprostol, oh my gosh, there's someone in the medical community listening, like this bitch just (laughs) butchered both of them. Um, Ordering Plan C pills is a safe way to end a pregnancy under 11 weeks. Uh, You can order from plancpills.org and aidaccess.org, A-I-D-access.org. Aidaccess has discrete shipping. We're not sure about plancpills.org, but we do know that They probably are, I'm, I'm assuming, but- They must be. I saw something verbatim that said like Aidaccess has- discrete shipping and then after pill.org has um emergency contraception contraceptive oh hello amelia am i okay <laughs> emergency contraception aka plan b all right and then this is the the big important part uh so privacy and surveillance are obviously major concerns because there are going to be states that encourage people to like hunt each other down and get each other in trouble and Mm -hmm. yeah 
there's just a lot of things to be concerned about. So states who criminalize abortions may begin to take advantage of digital surveillance and track people. And here's how you can protect your digital security. This is called OPSEC, O-P-S-E-C. So you can use a VPN and you can pay for a VPN or use one for free. Um, I would recommend probably paying for one. I think it's pretty hard to find a free VPN. Um, but I'm not totally sure. If you follow like any YouTubers, like if you watch any YouTube series, they're all sponsored by by um, like Nordic VPN is one that I see a lot. And a lot of YouTubers that I like trust Mm -hmm. are sponsored by Connor. Uh, Yeah. Um, scammer payback. Yeah. So look that up. See if that's within your, yeah. Cause you can definitely get a discount. Um, and then, uh, use a throwaway email address if you want to email, if you want to email privately, you can use a free secure email service called Proton Mail. Um, and there, there's no space between Proton and Mail. Uh, and it's M A I L. P R O T O N M A I L. Use a private browser like DuckDuckGo or Tor, T O R. Uh, and always use incognito mode on your browser, clear your search history in your browser, and lock your device when you are not using it. If you want to hide your activity from third-party trackers, install a free browser add-on called Privacy Badger at privacybadger.org. And uh, when you search the internet, websites you visit, and companies that provide your Wi-Fi or, um, or data, they'll keep track of what you're looking at. So examples are AT&T, Verizon, Comcast, all of that annoying shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then you'll want to turn off location sharing or leave your phone behind. Um, so if you're going to go get an abortion or however you are <laughs> receiving one, um, you'll want to turn off location sharing, leave your phone at home. Some apps collect your location through the day and night and share it with third parties, including data brokers. And data brokers will sell your data to anyone who wants to pay for it. Um, The best way to obscure your location is to just leave your phone at home or turn it off completely. Um, And then you want to make sure your phone and social media apps are collecting as little data as possible. So lock down your privacy settings. Look, Look up how you can lock down your privacy settings, but just opt out of as many things as possible. Um... And then you'll want to get a prepaid debit card as well. Uh, I think that'll limit tracking significantly. And then um, delete your period tracking apps. We've been seeing this a lot. So um, delete your period tracking apps. If you're in an impacted state, use a password protected spreadsheet or paper calendar. And then also consider getting a basal thermometer. Um, So basal thermometer, it measures your basal temperature, which is the temperature inside your vagina. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's the temperature of your mucus. And um, when it is a specific temperature, that is when you are ovulating. And that's when you're the most fertile two days before and two days after you ovulate. So five days total. Obviously, um, it's not like perfect. Like there are still, you can still get pregnant before you ovulate. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as after you ovulate, I think it is about 48 hours where like that you're able to get pregnant and that's because the egg will die. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if the egg dies and is released, like um, you can't obviously get, get pregnant. pregnant. Yep. <laughs> um, 
And then I've also heard that Clue is uh, is safe to use because it's UK based and they have a oh. lot more privacy laws in place. I'm not totally confident. I would recommend still like researching if Clue is safe to use if you do need an app. Um, I use an app mostly to just track my period and sometimes ovulation. It's more so just to see like if there was consistency between my periods because sometimes they're irregular. Mm -hmm. So it was more for health purposes and less for like... Pregnancy uh, purposes? Yeah. Yeah. The pregnancy purposes do help as well because I'm not on hormonal birth control, but we use protection, so... Yeah. And he has has the um, app as well on his phone so he can help me track. Love that. Because in case anything happened, like he would see like, oh, Liz was ovulating this day. Chat on secure... Uh, encrypted messaging apps so iMessage, WhatsApp and Signal are all end-to-end encrypted by default but Signal comes the most highly recommended because um, your provider or like Apple or Google so your providers like Verizon or AT&T or the creator the maker of your phone so Apple Google whatever they might have visibility into your messages and data so um, Signal is going to be the safest Um, And then protect your devices. So someone with access to your physical device could view your messages whether or not they're encrypted. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, And then don't turn your phone over, your phone or laptop over to law enforcement without a warrant. And um, turn off biometric. And then limit who you tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most cases against folks who have had an abortion start with the people that they've told. So. You're just going to be, you're going to need to be like very, very cautious about your close circle and who you tell. I would even say like if you're dating someone, you need to make sure you're in agreement about what is going to happen if you get pregnant. Yeah, that and this is a good time to mention this tweet that I saw where it was a little over the top. Like this person was like, like everyone that was responding was like, this is a lot. But I think it was a good point in some senses that people that are like tweeting and posting whatever about like you know if you're in a trigger state and you need an abortion like I'm opening up my home those kind of things which is like I would say 99% of those people mean well but like those are also strangers a lot of the time yeah there are some evil people out there there are also like even if they mean well if like the law comes knocking at their door they will like throw you under the bus so so quick you know because like they don't really have any allegiance toward you so just be careful um and like you just don't know you just don't know what people's intentions are yeah the things that we see terrible people are seeing as well Mm -hmm. so everything that we have visibility on they are also able to see yep um so just limit who you're telling which is fucking awful to have to go through this experience by yourself um and it's really scary but that is going to be the way that you can remain the safest um and then limit where you share your health info so your dentist and even your workout instructor may hand out forms asking whether you're pregnant and if you're not comfortable sharing that just say so and then save that information for your trusted doctor so even though like even if i'm not pregnant i think i still might start opting out of answering that yeah because i just i don't know it'll make it safer for other women if all of us are obstructing that information Mm -hmm. um 
And then be careful about what information you share in an emergency room or a doctor's office. So this is very important. A miscarriage and a self-managed abortion using pills will look identical to most healthcare providers and require the same treatment. So that means if you are having a self-managed abortion using abortion pills and you need care afterwards, you can just say you had a miscarriage because it will look the exact same to majority of healthcare providers. So if something were to happen that I don't know, required an emergency and you needed to go to the ER, you could say you were having a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Like that is going to be the way to say stay the safest. <laughs> I I mean, you'll also have to put on your acting skills and be like, "I think I'm having a miscarriage." Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um and then start a personal abortion emergency fund for yourself just in case and like approximately $2000 is needed considering like the procedure amount if you need like a medical abortion um travel expenses things like that yep there's also i want to go back to one one point there are some states that are criminalizing people that have miscarriages and and um they're like investigating investigating those as abortions so just like I think that the the baseline piece of advice on all of this is just to like read up on the laws in your state. All of them are so yeah. different. Yeah. Um. Figure out if you're in a trigger state. Figure out. I surprisingly like states like Florida are like a gray area right now. So just like look look up what what the laws are in your state and like what's considered illegal and what isn't. Um. Also, Planned Parenthood and abortion clinics are not the only places that you can mm-hmm. receive abortion care. Yep. Um. I'm sure within your state, there will be more information available. Um, If you want to get like super, super safe, um, you can get a prepaid cell phone. So if you get a prepaid debit card, maybe get a few of those. Um, Get a prepaid cell phone and like an old piece of shit laptop and use that prepaid cell phone as a hotspot for the laptop. and then. Um, do all of the things that we said in terms of using a VPN, a throwaway email address, um, what else? Um, like incognito mode, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, encrypted messaging. Yeah, encrypted messaging. You can do all of that from like a few throwaway devices. Mm-hmm. And this should not be necessary, but <laughs> if if things were to become extreme – that is um, an untraceable option for you. Yeah, having to basically use the dark web just to access healthcare. That's yeah. where we're at, which is fucking. I I'm like, this is the darkest timeline. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we have less rights today than we had last week when we were recording, and that's like a wild fucking thing to think about. I was doing so well. <laughs> I know. Um. So do you want to take over the next part? Sure. Um, So there's been a lot of conversations about like what it would take to codify Roe into law um, so that it can't be overturned. There's um, been a lot of misinformation flying around. There's a lot of people getting emails from like Joe Biden's campaign about like rush $15 and we can. It's like fucking ridiculous. So here are um, the steps that uh, would need to happen to codify Roe. 
in the White House, if um, or in the White House, they have already passed the Women's Health Protection Act, which is WHPA, if you see it written, it's usually shortened, um, to codify Roe. They need the Senate to pass it, but the filibuster is preventing it from passing. This is one of the many reasons that people are pushing for filibuster abolishment or reform. So there, I think that there's a lot of like, I mean, there have been a lot of instances that the Democrats could have stopped this from happening in the past. Um, yeah. I would have given a limb for RBG to live longer, but like even her not stepping down when Obama asked her to is contributing to where we are now because he could have filled her seat um, with a Democrat. There are so many steps that could have happened along the way that didn't. Um, and so it's frustrating and it's frustrating to see them be like, send us 15 bucks. It's like, what, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, we have all these moderate Democrats who are old as fuck mm-hmm. not doing anything. Yeah. Here are some other things to keep in mind that I just thought were really important. I pulled most of these um, facts from the book that I mentioned. Um, not every state that criminalizes abortion criminalizes the pregnant person, and uh, there are mo- many states are more likely to criminalize um, the physician providing the abortion. Yep. I'm pretty sure in Alabama, it's a life sentence for the physician. Which is fucking horrible, but also they know that when they're taking that risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you can remain safe, they're taking that risk knowing that those might be the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um Emergency contraception only has a shelf life of three to four years. So emergency, when I say emergency contraception or EC, that means plan B pill, um, not the plan C slash abortion pill. Um, it doesn't work during ovulation and has a lower effectiveness uh, for people more than 165 pounds or and a compl- like a lack of effectiveness in people over 175 pounds. I know that this is a little disputed. Yeah, there is Planned Parenthood says 195. It's kind of all over the board. So just like use caution. Yeah. And I, again, this is something that you might need to do a little additional research. Like maybe you take two. There's also right? there are additional options or there are other options of pills to take if you are over that weight limit. Um, I wish I wrote down the name, but I've been seeing it float around. So just do your research. Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, if you're at like a religious college or, um, in an area where, uh, there is not already an EC provider, uh, it might make sense for you to buy it in bulk and become the EC provider of your area. But, um, obviously this is something that you'll have to be comfortable being the face of emergency contraception for your area whether that's college or your town where a pharmacy doesn't have it, whatever. You're just going to have to know that those are the risks when you, if you make that decision. Um, otherwise, it's probably not smart to stockpile emergency contraception just so it's accessible and available for people who really need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is super important there is a way that you can use birth control pills as emergency contraception um, but your birth control pills have to have the ingredient leaven <laughs> levengestrel so or levonogestrel so l-e-v-o-n-r-g-s-t-r-e-l um and in order to use a levonogestrel birth control pill as emergency contraception, you'll want to first compute how many pills you will need to take. 
First, look at how many milligrams of levonorgestrel are in each pill. For most birth control pill form formulations containing that ingredient, this will be 0.5, 0 0.5 to 0.6 milligrams. This means that in order to bring the total amount of um, that ingredient to 1.5 milligrams, you will typically need three pills taken in a single dose as soon as possible after having unprotected sex. 1.5 divided by the number of milligrams per pill or 15,000 divided by the number of micrograms per pill. <laughs> I know that's confusing. <laughs> to, you can also to, look these numbers yeah, up online. Exactly. Um, this will give you the number of pills required round up, not down. So slightly too much medication is better than slightly too little. However, it's unnecessary to use extra pills significantly beyond the 1.5 milligram dose. So you're not going to want to take like seven pills. Like, you'll want to take three, maybe four, depending on how much is in mm -hmm. your birth control pill. Yeah. Misopro misoprostol. We're just going to pretend that that's how you say it. Misoprostol is available in pharmacies with a prescription. Misoprostol is used to prevent ulcers in people with conditions like arthritis that require them to take non-steroidal, anti-inflammatory, and said you'll probably hear that on a lot of commercials, and said medication long-term. Misoprostol is, uh, is available from some internet veterinary supply stores and veterinarians as it is used to treat ulcers and arthritis in dogs. Misoprostol is available over-the-counter in many Latin American countries. Online pharmacies in Canada sell misoprostol uh, inexpensively, and it has been reported that some may not require prescription at all. Combination packs of mifepristone and misoprostol together are also available on the internet. So... Just keep keep looking up all of your, your resources for your area um, with keeping in mind the privacy things that we listed because this is all available online. The reason that we're putting it all here is A, because it's all over the internet, and B, because if you try to search this yourself and you're in a trigger state, there's like a good chance that they're going to be using your data to criminalize you, and that's fucked. So... Be sure Especially you're if you're seeking out an abortion. If you're seeking out information, I don't really know if there are any... It, I mean, better safe than sorry. Right, exactly. It's best to be prepared now. And that's also why I recommend at least like downloading that book because it has literally every single thing you can think of, every circumstance you can imagine that is available in the book, um, New Handbook for a Post Row America by Robin Marty. Um, it's not a long book at all. It's more of just kind of like, yeah, it's a handbook. It's mm -hmm. it's a just it's designed to be precise and as informational and quick as possible. Um, and it has a lot of useful tips uh, along with the things that we provided in terms of how you can protect your data and say stay safe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Shall we talk about fun stuff? Yeah, let's, we're going to lighten the load. Wait, hold on. Can I say a fun thing? I've been seeing a new guy and I was telling Liz before we recorded, like, I'm ve- I'm feeling a little protective about this one because I really like him. And I'm also really worried he's going to hurt me because I, like, really, really, I really like him. So I'm nervous. We're not going to give him a nickname because I'm scared. But I really like him. Um, but <laughs> he is a dom. He's not, like, super experienced, but he's, like, educating himself on the scene. And we love a man who educates himself. Oh. About having all day safe sex. All day. Especially safe BDSM sex. Mm. But um last night, Liz. Oh yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me preface this. I know everyone's like, why the fuck would you interrupt? I when Amelia showed up, I was getting ready and I was like asking for more information and she was like i'm gonna tell you on the podcast (laughs) like i was slowly getting ready so i could try and get as much information (laughs) from her as possible and she just wouldn't fucking tell me so i'm also dying to hear this it's really i feel like i've like am i gonna do a spit take no 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 it's really not that big of a deal but i just like wanted to i just want to talk about it on the podcast yeah it's you have been looking for your dom charming for so long oh Y'all. This is exciting. This, this dude, is thrilling. This dude called me good girl when I was coming the first time we had sex. That I, would, I would masturbate to something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, my, oh my God. He's this man. But um, I bought a butt plug. <gasps> Hooray! Did I you actually, learn from I bought my an, mistakes? I bought an anal training set. Okay. And then I also bought, um, on the same order, I bought uh ropes okay because he is a he's a he's a rigger which i've been like wanting to try this for forever like i mean ever since we had our first butt plug conversation i've been Mm -hmm. talking about like i should buy a butt plug so i finally pulled the trigger last night because like him and i were having a conversation about it and then i also bought um japanese silk rope which is um like the soft bdsm rope okay which he recommended because he was like, it's not, it doesn't hurt like rope hurts. It's soft. He was saying like, 
that I should buy this rope so that he can he was like describing what he would what he's going to do to me when I buy the rope You're and like right when he fell asleep I ordered this shit <laughs> He slept You're over. like waiting for him to fall asleep so you could order it. He turned over at one point and I like put my phone down. It's like I wasn't ordering nothing. Anal, <laughs> an anal training kit. So I was not ordering a butt plug. We were talking about our porn categories last night and like how when you like you like watch like BDSM porn and then like you kind of have to keep leveling up to like keep filling that like and then it just gets to a point where it's like I don't know. Like, what am I looking at? You like right hit now. a wall with it. Um, this is why you need to take porn breaks and just tap into that imagination absolutely sometimes your imagine well i think honestly my imagination just does it for me most of the time mm-hmm. and then i keep those thing, those ideas in the bank yeah <laughs> and then i cash them out i mean like coming to a fantasy rather than coming to like two strangers having sex on camera it hits different well and also when i do watch porn i it's more of like um, an inspiration board for me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. At some point, the thing that gets me off is not watching those two people. It is imagining me and my partner. Totally. That's why I like audio porn because it's like there's no, you're not putting a face to it. Mm-hmm. You're like mm-hmm. hearing a little, it's like an audio book that you get to like put your own face on. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. Tryquin.com. There you go. That's there's actually i know i know a voice actor that you that is on quinn that offered to be interviewed we might i might take advantage of that well now i'm like could i be a voice actor absolutely a sexy voice actor i want to know how much money they make on that um anyway so that's my fun update me and this guy that will not have a nickname um for the time being (laughs) decided not to have sex the first night that we like could have because we were like trying to be like it was it was feeling very delicate um which was the first time that had ever happened to me really since I've been single (laughs) um you're also like I have noticed you are very different with this person because you do really really like him yeah like the guys that you have dated before like you'll like them mm-hmm. but it's it's different mm-hmm. um like yeah. this is coming from a very deep place of i wish i i had the right words to explain the feelings because I, I know like exactly how you're feeling he is not Without getting too far into detail, because I am feeling like I really don't want to talk about this guy on the podcast, but I've never seen you so like happy and excited to hang out with someone. It's dangerous. Like I want to be around him 100% of the time. I'm not seeing him for a week and I'm like, (laughs) but it's, it's scary because it's so unclear what like area we're in right now. Because he is so, we had a moment last week where I was like, after we had a really intense night of like talking about how much we like each other, we had this whole conversation the next day where he was like, I'm freaking out because like, it's really easy with you. And like, I don't want to like get into a position where it's going too fast because like, I'm trying to figure myself out right now. And like, that was a really important conversation to have. But like, it, like, I needed to hear that. And I thought that I would be able to temper my emotions a little bit better than I have been after that conversation because like I was like oh okay well I have all the information that I need which is true like I respect that he told me that and I respect that I have all that information now but you can't 
stop how you feel like yeah you can't there's no like we've said a million times like emotion has zero logic (laughs) oh of course oh my god this is a conversation my therapist and i have often Mm -hmm. um that even when we all have this idea like we're gonna work on ourselves and and then we'll be ready for a relationship yeah but that's just not how our brain works that's not how we logically function as humans and um when you're in a if you're trying to like heal how you are in relationships you can't just like work on yourself and be like i'm ready like it's not like baking a cake (laughs) like yeah and then it's just ready to go right um you can you have to heal how you are in relationships in a relationship yeah a lot of the work gets done in a relationship yeah the the work that happens beforehand on yourself is what's going to help you choose a better partner Mm -hmm. and then once you choose that better partner that doesn't mean that you're not going to be in circumstances where you don't have to learn and grow together and you you're going to have to face these challenges where you have to be a better communicator or you have to handle something differently than how you did in the past but that's how you're going to get your ideal relationship is by not being afraid to have those experiences and tackle those conversations and try new things. Yeah. Like it's gonna be uncomfortable. That's just that's just part of it. Yeah. And taking the risk is what's gonna get you where you wanna go in a relationship. I completely agree. Yeah. Which it's scary. <laughs> it is, but you're so right. And it takes practice. You yeah. can't just go work on yourself by yourself and expect to carry that into a new relationship where and like everything's going to run smoothly and be perfect and exactly how you want it. That's not, That's not how, how dating another person works. That's not how relationships work. You need to do it together. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is to just take take the risk. You're you're also not in a rush to be in a relationship. You're like hanging out and if it's right, then it's right. Totally. It's just, it's such a vulnerable feeling to like. To to really like someone. And, and to like, if they're like a little distant one day, it's like, what's happening? I mean, you remember that feeling. It's like, what, what the fuck is going on? Because oh there's God. zero security in a situation like this. I can't like believe this. you tolerated how <laughs> manic I felt. I would, I, was I would so, tolerate you at much worse I'm than like that. getting excited for you because I'm remembering how I felt mm-hmm. and I'm like Ugh. it's like a hit of a drug it's a little excited it really is it's so yeah, exciting it really is so it's such a fun place to be even though it also feels horrible it's it feels horrible and amazing at the same time <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to allow myself to be excited about people that I like I I was feeling I've been talking to my therapist a lot about this because I made I made a connection with someone that I'm really, really close with like a few months ago. Um, like a, we kind of like shifted our relation. We looked at our relationship through a different lens than we ever had. And I found myself spiraling. <laughs> and I was talking to my therapist about it. And she was like, well, how do, why do you feel like you're like, why do you feel crazy? And everything that I realized that I was doing, he had no idea that I was doing it you know it's like all internal so it's like i think that i look like a fucking nut job but like he doesn't none of that's so true yeah it's like i hadn't real i hadn't ever considered that i hadn't either i was like oh well i mean like i don't know i text him like hey sometimes she's like okie doke and it's like yeah no you're right like i'm not doing anything that no idea that my little internal lizzie mcguire character (laughs) is pacing back and forth doing a whole ass monologue yeah I'm also just like, 
I am so past the point of wanting to guess how someone's feeling. I'm just so fucking past the point. It, and it's so easy to ask. It really is. And then what's the worst that can happen? You, your fears are confirmed. At least then you can stop wondering. Yeah. And also if they react in a way that you're like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Then you can be like, oh, they're not the person that I thought they were. Yeah. I'm going to peace out. Right. Exactly. So it's like you get information regardless. I was creeping on the Discord as we do. <laughs> Every day. Um, it was like a couple weeks ago. The people on our Discord were discussing how frustrating it is when someone just ghosts or is like very apparent about how they're lying. I have a friend that this happened to recently too where someone that they stopped seeing or like kind of started to ghost them just like gave an excuse that was so obviously not true of just like oh well I like don't want anything serious after they had already like been on a bunch of dates and you're on a dating app and whatever like if you just don't feel that connection just say that Mm -hmm. we're all in consensus and agreement that like it feels so much worse to be ghosted and you ghost someone because you don't want to hurt their feelings so you you don't have to feel bad mm-hmm. you're like so true i'm just not gonna talk to them because that'll be easier yeah but it's not it feels fucking worse yeah and we all know that yes. so if we're all in agreement on how this feels just be honest just be like i'm sorry i just the the connection isn't there for me it just like I just don't feel how I want to feel when I'm dating. It's, and that's fine. And then how they react is also going to be indicative of your gut instinct. Like if they're like trying to change your mind, then you know that's not that's not someone you want to be with. Totally. And like if you're being kind and you're giving them all the information that you have and like you're doing your best, it's up to them how they react. Exactly. You can't control how people feel. No. And the second I, that I'm you, constantly telling you that. Yeah, it's true. And my therapist does too. It's like the second that you recognize that you don't have control over people's emotions, it's it's so freeing. Yeah. Because it's true. Well, and then if they blow up at you and they get angry, like. There you go. Yeah, you got the answer you needed. Yeah. We're going to end with this because we're running out of time. <laughs> um, I saw this on Twitter, but it's from Reddit. Uh, and it says, am I the asshole for organizing a whole union of girls at my college? Okay, I know this sounds silly as hell, but it seriously got some people angry with me. I'm in college or uh, I'm in a college organization that is also big on partying. I read Greek life. I feel like it's Greek life. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It could be fun, but sadly, it can also be risky. Most of my friends and I have had bad experiences. And kind of as a joke, I said to my friends that we should unionize, but they were 100% in on the idea, and we started a ho union. (laughs) We drew up a list saying we'd collectively skip or leave any party that let in or was hosted by a person who had sexually harassed any of us or anyone else mm-hmm. didn't let girls mix our own drinks or pick pick up <laughs> or pick and open their own beers was racist slash homophobic slash fat phobic slash otherwise bigoted about who they let in or were respectful of at the party um tried to enforce a ratio of girls to guys if the host had a reputation or pushing fresh of pushing freshmen or inexperienced drinkers too heavily. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the six of us stuck to it. We, when we go to parties uh, and shit was off, we'd send a group chat message and I'll just leave for another party or go to someone's apartment. Fuck yeah. And we also told other girls at the party about why we were, we were leaving and where and often had lots more girls leave with us. The group chat grew from us seven to 36. Pretty much every girl in our social sphere was in it or knew of it. With all of us sharing info, we all ended up going to parties that were much more chill. It wasn't strict or anything, like if someone in the group said we were leaving, it didn't mean anyone was forced to go. But most everyone would anyways, because when practically every other girl leaves, dot, dot, dot. But as quickly as the chat grew, word that I'd organized it grew too. First, it was a couple of guys from frats pissed that their houses were no-goes for us. I told them, I don't make that decision. It's not a centralized thing. But then the school administration got involved. I was called to talk to a guidance counselor, and she said that someone had reported that I was leading a group that ostracized people. (laughs) She said that there was a list of people who, if they came to an event, I'd organize it so every woman left. So fucking stupid. I said, there's not any list. Just a group chat where people have occasionally said that someone harassed them or a party didn't seem safe, and then people in the group chat personally decided not to go. But I'm not, like, coordinating things. It's just the same as when one girl in a friend group is like, that guy or that frat isn't cool to drink around, and the rest of the group naturally isn't going to want to party with them anymore. <laughs> she said um, she said it wasn't a friend group. She was aware we'd call it a ho-union, and it had rules. <laughs> I said that it is literally made up of friends, and there aren't any enforced rules. It's all voluntary. I then got frustrated and asked why she thought it was appropriate to involve herself in a private conversation that happened outside of the school campus and left. Fuck yeah. Am I the asshole for making the group chat? Obviously not the asshole, but no. I wanted to read that because I think that idea is fucking amazing. Yeah, I agree. That's iconic. Yeah, just like, especially in college, something like that is so beneficial. Oh my God. Of just like, yeah, don't hang out with this guy because (laughs) our camera just died. Uh, Don't hang out with this guy or this frat or whatever because like this guy is fat fat phobic. Mm -hmm. Like this guy said something racist. Like you unionize. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I don't know if this got deleted. Like, if I just skipped this part, they called it a hoe union because they, they like, the men always, like, joke about, like, the hoes. Like, they call women the hoes. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's unionize the hoes. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's see how fun your party is when all the women leave. Mm-hmm. Bitch. But I love that idea, and I think the host should continue to fucking unionize. I I think that everybody should have a everyone should be in a hoe union. Me too. Unionize the hoes need to unionize. I like. Wouldn't you want to know if a guy you were going out with was like really icky? Absolutely. And like also the the idea of like leaving the party in mass if like you know they're not letting women pick their drinks you're you're just like protecting other women at that point so i just love the idea that these women are just like if you treat one woman like shit we're all leaving mm-hmm. it's disgusting. because if you want that that also holds men accountable to one not act like that and two not, stop fucking associating with these guys yeah 
We all know too many people who remain friends with men who treat women like shit, you know? Right. And it it enables these dudes to keep being assholes. Yeah, because they're not experiencing any repercussions of associating with men like that and behaving like that. So it's really weird to me that the guidance counselor got involved. I know. And well, and then I wonder like how like whatever fraternity or guy who reported this phrased it like mm-hmm. we're, you're ostracizing people it's like no to ostracize someone they'd have to be trying to join a group and that's not and the they case. don't let them right yeah it's like well this no this guy sexually harassed my friend so we all decided to leave <laughs> and it is all voluntary and it also just goes to show like the level of ignorance among a certain age group online that they just kind of like don't understand when something is a joke mm-hmm. or uh, um is rooted in a joke like yeah a hoe union that's really fucking funny yeah that's great and like and doing it by your own free will that is very different it's also, kind of like a cult like you can't mm-hmm. like cult leaders are so uh, like willing to be on camera and be interviewed because these are grown adults in charge of their own decisions and behavior mm-hmm. not doing anything illegal yep yeah and like it's it's to protect people that's the bottom line like if you have a problem with people like unionizing to make sure that everyone's safe and respected yeah, women unionizing to keep themselves safe because versus, the school isn't doing it yeah what the fuck it's like um excuse me you're um impeding on our uh effort to keep y'all as at risk as possible all right all right let's wrap this shit okay um here are our socials because i forgot follow Mm -hmm. us on instagram tiktok twitter at the holy hour emails your spicy stories and compliments and whatever to holy hour podcast at gmail.com subscribe to us on patreon for early access and ad free episodes also if you just want to subscribe because we don't um it's just a nice way to support us if you're able to um and uh we're on youtube the past two weeks we have not been because i just got internet in my new place i've been off yeah, the grid until our video literally editor. yesterday um but we are on youtube this episode will be on youtube and uh follow me at amelia sampson on everything uh i am liz Bossohard on tiktok and instagram and liz t ball on twitter where you can catch me bullying um super alt-right folks who leave us negative reviews <laughs> oh my god oh that's another thank you for taking the time thank you for the seo please please review us on apple Podcasts if you can um you can also rate us on spotify now which Mm -hmm. is cool as of like the past like six months but that's still basically new for spotify but yeah if you feel so compelled to write us a review it really means a lot to us and it helps us grow and that's pretty great um okay that's it we love you our our children children. (laughs) Uh, Oh, she's a baritone this week. (laughs)